Yo, this is the ancient Texan, an earthling, hoping we all can learn to live and play well together on this small and delicate planet we call home. May we all honor the sacred in our fellow inhabitants. Namaste. Yo, this is the ancient Texan. It's May. day coming up and I want to talk to you about stories everybody knows you know like we have our own story there's movie stories there's the hero's journey humans relate to each other in stories um, and I think everybody has some knowledge of stories maybe most people don't realize the relevance of story the kind of story that I want to talk to you about is the story that that makes up who you are you have a story about yourself and you have a big story about yourself it's like someone says who are you and I say you know I'm a poor white kid that grew up in El Paso and you know got out of the rough part of town and got a you know advanced degrees and became an engineer and traveled all over the world and oh and last year I wrote a novel and I'm writing some more I'll be a writer when I grow up <clears throat> so that'd be kind of like my big story and everybody's got a big story and there's also a story about how you feel about yourself and who you think you are and what kind of person I'm a good person or I'm a yeah well I have a you know a little tendency to get angry I suspect in most of our stories we in our version of the story we're a little better than someone else might say and our bad points we tamp down but we also have kind of a dynamic in the moment story or fragments of story uh, something happens and they trigger a res emotional response and you kind of wrap that emotional response into a sentence fragment or a story fragment as part of a bigger story um, I'll see if I can kind of and, and, and the reason I'm, I'm going down this line if you can learn to master your story fragments and the little stories you're living in moment by moment um, you can make your life a whole lot better because here's something about stories they're always incomplete and almost always inaccurate and the story that you're tying an emotion to um, is inaccurate so you got this emotion going on and it's tied to an inaccurate and incomplete story. So that gives you the opportunity to modify the story, enhance the story, choose a different story. 
and that's going to affect your emotional well-being. Your that emotion that kind of coexists with the story or the story fragment um, is temporary if you quit feeding it. It'll last 90 seconds, a couple of minutes, or something, depending on how you know emotionally attached you are to that that story and that emotion. So. By learning to identify what story you're in and asking yourself a simple question, is that an honest story that I'm playing in my head? Could that story be rewritten? Is there another story that might be better for me and for the situation? But mostly, is there a more honest story that I could move toward? If you can ask yourself that in real time and start considering the alternative, you automatically take away the fuel um, for the emotion you're stuck in and the emotion that can get out of control and lead to you saying bad stuff. So I'm by no means an expert in this, but it has made an amazing difference in my life over the last few years. Now let's see if I, doing an example is really hard, but here's one that uh, a lot of times when my lady and I have a disagreement, we'll later say my story is, and she'll say her story is, and then we talk about it. But every once in a while we get something where this magic uh, potion doesn't work, and I'm gonna approach one of those right now. Well. My lady asked me to load the dishwasher. I, I load it. She looks at it and says, you just made my life harder because when I have to unload it, there's no organization here. It's just random. You need to put plates together and the cups and she has a whole system. I mean, her system is nice. Well, I think it's very boring to put stuff in like that because I kind of like the challenge when I open the dishwasher of like looking at that disarray and saying I could grab that 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 and then leave this and that so I, I kind of enjoy the take apart puzzle going from the chaos to the order um, but my argument is well if I load it, then I should be responsible for unloading it. So I don't want to be your helper. I don't want the situation being you're in charge of the dishwasher and I'm your helper. I would like you to transfer control of that job and responsibility to me and I'll do the whole thing and it shouldn't matter to you how I do it. Her thing is I'm not going to get down there and do the unloading when I should and she's going to end up stuck with it and it's going to be chaos. And I don't, and I also, you know, admit up front that I may not be representing her views correctly. But if I can get her to listen to this podcast, she can add her two cents if she wants to. But it's become 
you know, kind of a sensitive emotional issue us on the dishwasher, which is, you know, like who could believe that? But <laughs> I think we're pretty human. Now there, there's some sub stories going on there. Um, she's the woman of the house. She's responsible for, you know, making meals, which she definitely feels. And she's responsible for keeping the kitchen orderly and doing the dishes. And that's her job. That's a story. That's a story that she carries in her head, that it's her responsibility as the woman of the house. I carry an, a story in me that um, I don't like to be bossed. I don't want her to be the boss. I don't want to be the, you know, I thought of a phrase, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to be the subordinate. Uh, I don't want to be so that that's a that's a story that I've got. Now I could work on my story and say, um, even though I don't enjoy thinking that hard about putting the dishes in orderly, I could say, you know, that's at the end of the day, no real big deal. And I get emotional reaction just thinking about that process. Um, because that action of mine to, to do it her way, it kind of feels like she's being the boss and I'm being the servant. Now I can logically do a workaround, but I'm having an emotional reaction that's tied to the I'm being boss story. And she's probably having the most reaction that she's got all this work to do and she has a full-time career and is a really amazing entrepreneur. Actually, a very smart, caring person. She's got all this work to do and here I'm making a big deal about loading the dishwasher when she's just asking for a little bit of help. So those are some examples. Now, we've got this, you know, you can always tell when you're kind of flipping into a story, like she's always doing that, or I never get to, or I'm always having to put up with this, or anytime you hear those all and never, and those kind of phrases, it's a pretty good indication that you're flipping into a story, and you're in a story whether you recognize it or not, all the time. There's no exception to that. You're in a story. Everything's a story. Democrat, Republican, you're in a story. MSNBC's in a story. Uh, and sometimes you're listening to someone else's story and you're in their story and then you have a story about their story, but it's going on all the time. And the story is inaccurate and incomplete. So by making the story more accurate, most of the time, you'll improve your emotional reaction to that story and you'll improve your emotional well-being. And 
if you can make it more complete and put the story into perspective, um, you generally make yourself, you know, a little more grounded. Now, it it sometimes you don't want you got to recognize you don't you just do a a little story fragment. She's always doing that, or this always happens to me. Sometimes you don't vocalize and you don't even hear the rest of the words of the story, but you're tying into that story with that little short phrase that comes out of your mouth. So when you fi- feel bad emotion coming up, or you can do good emotions, but I choose to let those be, <laughs> even even if they're based on an emotion that uh, maybe is not uh, grounded. I, I don't want to become, you know, Mr. Zen and chilled out about everything and not feeling so. But for now, I'm letting the, you know, the good emotions they don't raise a flag, but when I start feeling a bad emotion, I dig down and try to make my story more accurate, more complete, or I change my plan, which is another story. Uh, I try to change my plan about the story or about the future, my future story of how this is going to be or how this could be um, and if you can get your partner to start examining their stories and especially the stories where the two of you interact and get them onto this concept together you can rewrite the stories and i think you'll find your life um, can improve dramatically Now, things that helped us is mindfulness, and I don't think if I hadn't practiced some, you know, mindfulness and learned about this story generator, idea generator, this thing called our brain that just continuously pops out stuff, uh, generates ideas and good stuff and bad stuff, and it's you know sometimes true and sometimes not. It's like a dream machine. Uh, I think it would have been harder for me to learn to identify my stories and the story fragments that are going on, and to be conscious of that process exist existing inside of me. Now, there's still several areas where uh, I I have a story and the simplified version is I was a small white kid in a you know in a Mexican town or a Hispanic town whichever is the correct way to say it these days um, and I had to get tough or die and I learned you know that I met any aggression with more aggression you know the fight or flight I was definitely fight most of the time there's, there's some flight going on sometimes And I was always considering the option between those two things when I got in a tough spot. Well, that's carried on into my life that if someone says something a little aggressive toward me, I come back hard at them. Uh, and I'm not selective. I mean, I do it 
those guys my boss or my subordinate it's just well I don't necessarily think that's the best way to go through life I think it's It's not good for me. There, there might be cases where that's a, you know, a necessary response, like when you're in danger or something. But generally, going through life, that is not a good way to respond. Well, I tie into that, you know, story and the and the you know small white kid, and that's not. I mean, that's just a an example of the story. But it's this a story of I'm not gonna let myself be attacked or I'm not gonna let myself be passive or whatever it is it's, uh, it's funny because I said I was a pacifist when I was trying to get out of the Vietnam War so I changed my story which is another common thing we do is we change our story well the point I'm trying to make here though is that when someone gets aggressive for me and I fire back that happens so damn fast and then the situation can escalate um, from there really quickly uh, and it's been a long time since I went into rage but you can go into rage that's kind of like the the ultimate state the ultimate outcome of that kind of behavior That's obviously should be reserved for very critical situations. It should not be a normal state of life. My my dad had rage, and I think he had a lot of good reasons. If you're on the Philippines when the Japanese come, I think a lot of bad stuff can happen to you. His dad died when he was three, and them losing their business and being poor. I think that could cause rage. Not having enough food could cause rage. So my dad, I see more reason, and but I was around that example of rage growing up. But that's that's just a. I'm just enhancing the story, and I'm making the story say that you know it's not my fault, which is another story. So the way I want to alter that story is that. I want to pick up early that I'm being attacked and focus myself on the story of the person that's doing the attacking instead of pulling it back in and focusing on my story and my emotion. Um, and I don't, I haven't quite mastered that, especially when I'm tired or irritable or, you know, whatever. I'm not feeling my best. My arthritis is hurting. Uh, I tend to be grumpier, but it's still, you know, I consider it's a level of evolution to be able to go to the next stage and when that emotion flares in in real time, start rewriting the story. I can do that when it's not. Um, when there's not a lot on the line, but obviously when there's a lot on the line, um, that's when you most need to do it. So anyway, I don't know if this will help you or not, but I believe if you understand this, 
and learn how to manage your stories and identify the story you're in um, and learn to alter it, you can greatly improve your emotional life and your happiness and your peacefulness, especially peacefulness. Happy is a complicated state of being. Uh, but you can be more peaceful and that that's kind of a first step to being happy. Uh, to go through life peaceful and calm is not so bad. Anyway, this is uh, the ancient Texan hoping this helps a little bit. I hope you have a good day. Namaste. is the ancient Texan. It's May. Um, got income tax day coming up. And I want to talk to you about stories. Everybody knows, you know, like we have our own story. There's movie stories. There's the hero's journey. Humans relate to each other in stories. Um, and I think everybody has, you know, some knowledge of stories. Maybe most people don't realize the relevance of story. The kind of story that I want to talk to you about is the story that, that makes up who you are. You have a story about yourself. And you have a big story about yourself. It's like someone says, who are you? And I say, you know, I'm a poor white kid that grew up in El Paso and, you know, got out of the rough part of town and got a, you know, advanced degrees and became an engineer and traveled all over the world. And oh, and last year I wrote a novel and I'm writing some more. I'll be a writer when I grow up. <clears throat> so that'd be kind of like my big story. And everybody's got a big story. And there's also a story about how you feel about yourself and who you think you are and what kind of person I'm a good person or I'm a, yeah, well, I have a, you know, a little tendency to get angry. I suspect in most of our stories, we, in our version of the story, we're a little better than someone else might say and our bad points we tamp down but we also have kind of a dynamic in the moment story or fragments of story uh, something happens and they trigger a res emotional response and you kind of wrap that emotional response into a sentence fragment or a story fragment as part of a bigger story. Um, I'll see if I can kind of, and, and, and the reason I'm, I'm going down this line, if you can learn to master your story fragments and the little stories you're living in moment by moment, um, 
you can make your life a whole lot better. Because here's something about stories. They're always incomplete and almost always inaccurate. And the story that you're tying an emotion to um, is inaccurate. So you got this emotion going on and it's tied to an inaccurate and incomplete story. So that gives you the opportunity to modify the story, enhance the story, choose a different story. And that's going to affect your emotional well-being. Your that emotion that, that kind of coexists with the story or the story fragment um, is temporary if you quit feeding it. It'll last 90 seconds, a couple of minutes, or something, depending on how you know emotionally attached you are to that that story and that emotion. So, by learning to identify what story you're in. And asking yourself a simple question is that an honest story that I'm playing in my head could that story be rewritten is there another story that might be better for me and for the situation but mostly is there a more honest story that I could move toward if you can ask yourself that in real time and start considering the alternative, you automatically take away the fuel um, for the emotion you're stuck in and the emotion that can get out of control and lead to you saying bad stuff. So I'm by no means an expert in this, but it has made an amazing difference in my life over the last few years. Now let's see if I, Doing an example is really hard, but here's one that uh, a lot of times when my lady and I have a disagreement, we'll later say my story is, and she'll say her story is, and then we talk about it. But every once in a while we get something where this magic uh, potion doesn't work, and I'm going to approach one of those right now. Well. My lady asked me to load the dishwasher. I, I load it. She looks at it and says, you've just made my life harder because when I have to unload it, there's no organization here. It's just random. You need to put plates together and the cups and she has a whole system. I mean, her system is nice. Well, I think it's very boring to put stuff in like that because I kind of like the challenge when I open the dishwasher of like looking at the disarray and saying I could grab that, that, and that and then leave this and that so I, I kind of enjoy the take apart puzzle going from the chaos to the order um, but my argument is well if I load it, then I should be responsible for unloading it. So I don't want to be your helper. I don't want the situation being you're in charge of the dishwasher and I'm your helper. I would like you to transfer control 
of that job and responsibility to me and I'll do the whole thing and it shouldn't matter to you how I do it. Her thing is I'm not going to get down there and do the unloading when I should and she's going to end up stuck with it and it's going to be chaos. And I don't, and I also, you know, admit up front that I may not be representing her views correctly. But if I can get her to listen to this podcast, she can add her two cents if she wants to. But it's become, you know, kind of a sensitive, emotional issue us on the dishwasher, which is, you know, like, who could believe that? But <laughs> I think we're pretty human. Now, there, there's some sub-stories going on there. Um, she's the woman of the house. She's responsible for, you know, making meals, which she definitely feels. And she's responsible for keeping the kitchen orderly and doing the dishes, and that's her job. That's a story. That's a story that she carries in her head, that it's her responsibility as the woman of the house. I carry an, a story in me that um, I don't like to be bossed. I don't want her to be the boss. I don't want to be the, you know. I thought of a phrase, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to be the subordinate. Uh, I don't want to be so that that's a that's a story that I've got. Now I could work on my story and say, um, even though I don't enjoy thinking that hard about putting the dishes in orderly. I could say, you know, that's at the end of the day, no real big deal. And I get an emotional reaction just thinking about that process. Because um, that action of mine to, to do it her way, it kind of feels like she's being the boss and I'm being the servant. Now I can logically do a workaround but I'm having an emotional reaction that's tied to the I'm being boss story. And she's probably having an emotional reaction that she's got all this work to do and she has a full-time career and is a really amazing entrepreneur. Actually, a very smart, caring person. She's got all this work to do, and here I'm making a big deal about loading the dishwasher when she's just asking for a little bit of help. So those are some examples. Now, we've got this, you know, you can always tell when you're kind of flipping into a story, like she's always doing that, or I never get to, or I'm always, having to put up with this or anytime you hear those all and never and those kind of phrases it's a pretty good indication that you're flipping into a story and you're in a story whether you recognize it or not all the time there's no exception to that you're in a story everything's a story d 
Democrat and Republican, you're in a story. MSNBC is in a story. Uh, and sometimes you're listening to someone else's story and you're in their story and then you have a story about their story, but it's going on all the time. And the story is inaccurate and incomplete. So by making the story more accurate, most of the time, you'll improve your emotional reaction to that story and you'll improve your emotional well-being. And if you can make it more complete and put the story into perspective, uh, you generally make yourself, you know, a little more grounded. Now it, it's sometimes you don't want, you got to recognize you, you don't, you just do a, a little story fragment. She's always doing that. Or this always happens to me. Sometimes you don't vocalize and you don't even hear the rest of the words of the story, but you're tying into that story with that little short phrase that comes out of your mouth. So when you fi feel bad emotion coming up or you can do good emotions but I choose to let those be <laughs> even, even if they're based on an emotion that uh, maybe is not uh, grounded I, I don't want to become you know Mr. Zen and chilled out about everything and not feeling so but for now I'm letting the you know the good emotions they don't raise a flag but when I start feeling a bad emotion I dig down and try to make my story more accurate, more complete. Or I change my plan, which is another story. Uh, I try to change my plan about the story or about the future, my future story of how this is gonna be or how this could be. Uh, And if you can get your partner to start examining their stories and especially the stories where the two of you interact and get them onto this concept, together you can rewrite the stories. And I think you'll find your life um, can improve dramatically. Now things that help this is mindfulness. And I don't think if I hadn't practiced some you know, mindfulness and learned about this story generator, idea generator, this thing called our brain that just continuously pops out stuff, uh, generates ideas and good stuff and bad stuff. And it's, you know, sometimes true and sometimes not. It's like a dream machine. Uh, I think it would have been harder for me to learn to identify my stories and the story fragments that are going on and to be conscious of that process exist existing inside of me now there's still several areas where um, i i have a story and the simplified version is i was a small white kid in a you know in a mexican town or a hispanic town 
whichever is the correct way to say it these days. Um, and I had to get tough or die. And I learned, you know, that I met any aggression with more aggression. You know, the fight or flight, I was definitely fight. Most of the time, there's, there's some flight going on sometimes. And I was always considering the option between those two things when I got in a tough spot. Well, that's carried on into my life that if someone says something a little aggressive toward me, I come back hard at them. And I'm not selective. I mean, I do it. Those guys, my boss or my subordinate, it's just, well, I don't necessarily think that's the best way to go through life. I think it's, um, it's not good for me. There, there might be cases where that's a, you know, a necessary response, like when you're in danger or something, but generally going through life that is not a good way to respond well I tie into that you know story and the and the you know small white kid and that's not I mean that's just a an example of the story but it's this a story of I'm not gonna let myself be attacked or I'm not gonna let myself be passive or whatever it is it's uh, it's funny because I said I was a pacifist when I was trying to get out of the Vietnam War, so I changed my story, which is another common thing we do is we change our story. Well, the point I'm trying to make here, though, is that when someone gets aggressive for me and I fire back, that happens so damn fast, and then the situation can escalate um, from there really quickly uh, and it's been a long time since I went into rage but you can go into rage that's kind of like the the ultimate state the ultimate outcome of that kind of behavior that's obviously should be reserved for very critical situations and should not be a normal state of life. My, my dad had rage and I think he had a lot of good reasons. If you're on the Philippines when the Japanese come, I think a lot of bad stuff can happen to you. His dad died when he was three and them losing their business and being poor, I think that could cause rage. Not having enough food could cause rage. So my dad, I see more reason and but I was around that example of rage growing up. But that's that's just a, I'm just enhancing the story and I'm making the story say, it's, you know, it's not my fault, which is another story. So the way I want to alter that story is that I want to pick up early that I'm being attacked focus myself on the story of the person that's doing the attacking instead of pulling it back in and focusing on my story and my emotion um, and I don't I haven't quite mastered that especially when I'm tired or irritable or you know whatever I'm not feeling my best my arthritis is hurting uh, I tend to be grumpier 
but it's still, you know, I considered it's in the level of evolution to be able to go to the next stage and when that emotion flares in in real time start rewriting the story i can do that when it's not um, when there's not a lot on the line but obviously when there's a lot on the line um, that's when you most need to do it so anyway i don't know if this will help you or not but i believe if you understand this and learn how to manage your stories and identify the story you're in um, and learn to alter it you can greatly improve your emotional life and your happiness and your peacefulness especially peacefulness happy is a complicated state of being uh, but you can be more peaceful and that that's kind of a first step to being happy uh, to go through life peaceful and calm is not so bad anyway this is uh, the ancient Texan hoping this helps a little bit I hope you have a good day namaste namaste